Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Hello, Abby. Oh, Matt, lovely to meet you. What do you do? Uh, I'm an uh, astrophysicist. Okay, I'm uh, a Gemini. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Leo. All the boxes ticked. Can't believe it. Everybody that's sitting at home is a bored mother Nothing to do with their lives, so they're literally sitting at home while I'm living a great life. You know, I got popping and like that. If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. And now, agree to disagree. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 10th of July. You ain't got haters, guys. You ain't popping. Right? Mm. That's my takeaway. You've been saying that your whole life. Hey, I feel like um, uh, because we were were just uh, replaying the segment on the sound that uh, only teens can hear. Mm -hmm. Right. That maybe uh, maybe people listening right now deserve an update as well because the phones were ringing off the hook. And the uh, texts and tweets are starting to come in as well with people who can't believe we can't hear that noise. Uh, I mean, we we could. <laughs> yeah, we're just like trolling you. Well, I don't like to put it that way. Well, what would it's you call what, it's it? It's what we did. What we would were, you call yeah. it? We're just we're all having fun. What mm-hmm. did you we're play just, it yet? I mean, come on, it was it was even poorly done. <laughs> The, the point is, there yeah. is a, there is an actual sound that only teenagers can hear. That's not it. We think. I we still did. don't know if Beans played it or not. Well, I have played it, okay. but we have uh, we have substituted our, our own wacky sound effect with yes. that. So you're not going crazy. Yes, you did hear it, no matter your age, because we played it, and mm-hmm. it's a thing. Bean lied. So that's the bottom line. It How? was his idea. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Dare you? Um, you guys, um, you may be, you may be hearing a thunderstorm today. I'm just telling you, it's All right. really raining hard and thunder's happening here. We have a tropical storm on the way oh. through New Orleans this week. What's the name? Uh, well, they haven't named it yet. Oh. Um. Why, what? What the, why the delay? When did they name it? I think they, did, did they name tropical storms? Sure. Oh, I thought they did. Uh, well, know. it's still a depression. It's not a storm yet, so. Well, because she doesn't have a name. Oh, that's why she's depressed. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're talking about eight inches of rain today. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. You have a uh, backup generator or are we just going to oh, be yeah. doing the no, show without you? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we, if we lose power, then uh, I lost power yesterday, in fact, for a while. Oh, fine. So, uh, yeah, if we lose power, we should be fine there. But I'm just warning you, there's not much I can do about the, the thunder and the rain. That's happening big time. So. Wow. Um, Allie. Yeah. You, uh, 
You're one of those unusual people who Thank travels oh. with a with a metal straw, right? Um, I have a metal straw, but I have most recently been using it's it's like a rubbery material. I like those better. Oh, tell me about that. Um, oh, never mind. <laughs> Forget it. It's just it's rubbery just material. Rubber straw in my mouth. Okay, rubber straw. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, how do you use uh, it? Shut up. <laughs> You just you just keep it in your purse, and that way, when you go to a restaurant, you don't you can have a straw yes. whenever you want one. Because yeah. is is the deal that nobody offers straws anymore? Oh. Or they just offer the weak ass paper straws. Yeah, that it's no one the likes. paper straws, and those suck. Those are terrible. Yeah. 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 Kevin, what are you doing about? Uh, you go to McDonald's, you don't get a straw anymore. I don't. I just drank it without the straw. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I that's didn't realize in- it was possible, but then mm-hmm. I tried it, and I was like, hey. But that's inconvenient if you're driving to have a, a cup of soda in your car without a straw. Yeah, I mean, you just drink a little off the top. Yeah. What about a shake, though? You need a straw for a shake. What about a shake? No, sh- shakes won't go through a straw. If they're good shakes. They're thick. They don't go through a straw. But well, that's again, more like a fribble, not a shake. A what? A, drip, a fribble? I don't know that word. They used to word? sell those at, um, when I was a kid, and I'd go back east for summers. At Friendly's, and my Aunt Jane would say, don't dribble, you fribble. And we would <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Never tell that story again. All right? <laughs> yeah, but McDonald's. It's like a did... Wendy's. Um... Frosty. Frosty. Okay. Frosty, yeah. Well, they serve that with a spoon, but again, McDonald's shakes come with a straw. I mean, if they hand me a straw, it's not like I turn around and go back and give it I'm back I'm just trying to figure out if straws are available. That's what I'm trying I to figure out. I would think so, yeah. They are, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the metal straw that's in the news, I think, is a surprising story. Uh-oh. This is Elena Struthers Gardner, 60, suffered a traumatic brain injury after falling while carrying a mason jar-style drinking glass that had a screw-top lid at her home in Dorset in the U.K., um, this is exactly what I use at home, by the way. Is mm-hmm. the have you seen these the mason mason oh, jars? Adorable. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. they're fantastic, and I and I like them because whenever I accidentally drop it or spill it or something like that, the the drink doesn't go everywhere. What you, it's like a sippy, sippy cup, cup for you? It's like a sippy cup. Yeah. Wow. You 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 know you have it. You set it on the yeah, floor but, or something like that. Wait, you accidentally with a bib. Knock, yeah, knock a bib. it over. It doesn't get everything wet. It's Did, awesome. Gonna change your nappy. Struthers uh, Gardner's death was ruled an accident. And a coroner's report noted that uh, clearly great care should be taken when using metal straws. There's no give in them at all, said the assistant coroner, Brendan Allen. If someone does fall on one and it's pointed in the wrong direction, serious injury can occur. Yes, I said cor- coroner because dead? the woman fell and the 10-inch metal straw pierced through her eye. Oh, oh my God. God. And into her brain. Oh, her wife, Mandy, told the hearing she found her partner lying in a doorway between the kitchen and the living room. She was making an unusual gurgling sound. Her oh. glass cup was lying on the floor, still intact. The straw was still in the jar, and then I noticed it was sticking into her head. Oh, my God. This is she gross. Was, she was rushed into the hospital. Doctors told her that her wife, uh, the severity of her wife's injuries made it unlikely she would survive. Her life support was eventually switched off. She was a uh, retired jockey, by the way, who had mobility difficulties stemming from a horse riding accident. I don't know why that's uh, part of the story. It shouldn't be. That was also happening. <laughs> but anyway, I guess she, I guess the reason it's part of a story is because of those injuries. She had trouble. Uh, she had, was prone to falling over. Oh, I see. And it sounds like that's what happened oh, while wow. she had a drink in her hand. So, yeah. So a metal straw went through her eye and into her brain. I, I don't, have n- That's not the way you want to go. Mm-mm. No, it's Mm-mm. not at all. 
I have uh, never considered that the straw that that I use here on my beverage, uh, my sippy cup, is dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I you never, should. Never even thought about that. You you know you fall. Yeah, so, I mean, it's you not should like it's... switch to rubber. Just rubber in your mouth. You'll be fine. <laughs> It's not like it's uh, it's whittled. It's sharpened like a you know like a. Like Hers a, wasn't easy either. A, yeah, but that's why I'm yeah. so surprised that you go right through your eye. But I guess just the I mean, right if you angle. Fall on it, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I guess jeez. I guess the takeaways don't do that, and you're smart to stick with the rubber straw. It sounds like Alex. Good morning. I don't think that's going to. Good morning. for your brain. Fabulous. Right. Outstanding. Wonderful. Terrific. It's a good start. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Give you something to be happy about right <laughs> off the bat. Let's wow. start with a woman that died with a, by a straw. <laughs> right. Start Death that way. Death by straw. Right? I never thought I'd hear that. Nope. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean Show, shall we? Good hmm. Beautiful. Brought us back. Wow. Did you sing that, Bean? I did. Who could be against pole dancing? Exactly. <sighs> Communists. What is I think happening? even communists like pole dancing. Right? Not even them. <laughs> This is not my America, you guys. Right? Uh, people are dumb on the program today? People are dumb. Okay. Thanks for the backup on that. We have Comic-Con passes. Yes. Excellent. We have those. Uh, you tried to do something nice, and it backfired. Oh, no. We're going to take those calls, because remember when Bean uh, saved that bird, and then I don't, it got killed by another bird? I don't know if he saved it as much as uh, put it on the path to its death. Just That's ushered it happened. into That's sweet death. Right. All, yeah. Right. These are uh, these can be. This is potentially a, 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 a phone topic that is fraught with danger because you do see on the news, you know, somebody will pull over a good Samaritan will pull over to help, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somebody on the side of the road who needs a tire changed, and then while they're out there t- changing the guy's tire or helping, yeah. another car comes by him and crushes. Them. Well, I mean, I think we. Prob- <laughs> that is funny. I think <laughs> we probably need to do like we usually do, which is we're looking for funny, humorous stories, right? Because right. right. we're not right. emotionally qu- equipped to handle anything. Yes. Else. Yes. So we'll give that. Uh, but I mean, you tr- well. That's just why you shouldn't help anybody. I guess that's my point. I see. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and also Kevin Bacon will be here in <gasps> studio. Wow. City on a hill. Yep. Right? Right. Oh, the 80s were a good time to be a white cop in Boston. And the <laughs> early 90s when the show was set. Right. Then too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in New York. God morning. Wouldn't that be? No. It's Kevin not. just went way. It is not. Really? Okay. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Don't dribble your fribble. Well, that's what we learned yep. this morning. Okay. I was told not to tell that story again. Why are you bringing it up? Just can't stop thinking about it. My Aunt Shane. <laughs> good, uh, good start to a Wednesday morning. Now, Allie is here to keep it going with what's happening. I, uh, I often laugh when we all say, oh, too much TV. Like, to me, no, there's not too much TV. We can have as much TV as possible. There's too much to keep up with, though. There definitely is. Yeah. Uh, when I think of a show like Stranger Things... We all loved season one of Stranger Things. Correct. How many of us have finished season two of Stranger Things? I never did. I have not. I have not either. lost me. I I love the show so much, and I was just too busy for season two. That's why when season three just came out on the 4th of July, I was like, oh, man, I have so much to catch up on. Do you go back and catch up, or you just start with three? Oh, no, you'd have to go back and catch up. But here's the thing. We're a rarity because Netflix says Stranger Things 3 has been viewed by more than 40 million households since its July 4th premiere. That's a new record for the streaming service. 
more than any other film or series in its first four days. And 18.2 million have already finished the entire season. Wow. That's Dave. I mean, what? what's, why? Why are we so busy now for a show that we genuinely love the first season of? I mean, we did, because we like other shows as well, and we have lives. I just, I need you to talk me through why I'm not watching it, I think is yeah, what it is. You're watching other things. Okay, I'm busy. Sure. With other TV Stop. shows. Your okay. life is the most mysterious to explain <laughs> because you. you are Thank home you. at 10.15 every morning, mm-hmm. and then you leave your house again at 5 a.m. the next day. So there's a lot of time at home for you to watch TV. That is very interesting that you believe that. Well, did, did your camera in her house stop working? It does. It seems <laughs> like a static shot. You're home a lot with time to watch a lot of television. Yeah. I just put a stand up there so right. you think she's there. Oh, I yep. wonder why she wasn't moving. <laughs> yeah. Good times, you And guys. she never takes showers anymore. It's so disappointing. I'm so dirty. You're gross, Bean. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole thing is very gross. Remember when uh, Pink said, I'm no longer sharing pictures of my children on social media because all the mom shamers and the backlash, she was over it. Yep. Well, she posted some photos from a family trip to a zoo in Germany and caught some flack. Okay, explain the pink. Okay, uh, so commenters were saying things like, I'm surprised you go to zoos. Animals shouldn't be in captivity. If it was a sanctuary, that would be different. So Pink responded, I believe in capturing a child's interest and love for an animal before teaching them about things like captivity. But thank you. The world needed your wisdom today. She then continued to get criticism and said, here's the thing. I don't remember asking for your opinion or your help on raising my child. This isn't the place for a debate. Call CNN or call the zoo, which I don't know. What CNN... What would you say to would, CNN? Like, do you think they got inundated with calls? Like, Pink told me to call and talk about the zoo. <laughs> like, what's happening then? But then I, I had to laugh at this. She then continued to share more pictures with her kids. One of them, they're running through water. And she wrote, here's a picture of my child running through water. It wasn't even filtered. What a waste of water. And no helmet. I hope she had sunscreen. If she slips and falls, she may be traumatized for life. <laughs> She then posted a picture of guinea pigs and said, I would like to point out that there are guinea pigs in captivity here, but they at least go to church like good Christian guinea pigs. Not all Christians are good. I don't want to offend non-good Christians. (laughs) I feel like Pink is, she's doing funny things and I enjoy it. That's too much. Just disable the comments. This is going to be taking over everything. Yeah, like I'm, you there can't, are a lot, of, a lot of different opinions on engaging the trolls. It seems like she's gone for it. You can't win in that battle because there's so many more trolls than you ever could imagine. And you can't win, as far as I'm concerned, with posting anything about your kid on social media. If you're a celebrity, everyone will have an opinion about every little thing. Yeah. When Danielle Jensen's wife posted a picture of the crib mm-hmm. and cute little name Adler over it. She had to put in the caption, don't worry, I'll be taking the stuffed animal out of the crib when Adler gets home. Because people would be like, uh, just so you know, as a new mom, you should not put a... <sighs> Everybody has an opinion. So I'm saying, for your sake and your sanity, disable the comments, Pink. Disable them. Especially when people know then that they can poke at you and yeah. you'll respond. Right. That's a lot of these people's goal. So good times. Good times. Did I answer your question, Mr. Larry King? I hope. 
I'm sure Larry's satisfied. Okay. Excellent. Some birthdays for you guys. Sophia Vergara. Adrian Grenier. Grenier? Grenier. Entourage. Who cares? He hasn't done anything in a while. Jessica Simpson. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Guys, uh, we got a problem. Uh, I've been saying uh, not in my America, but it turns out Christine Johnson is in Canada. So <laughs> so my, uh, my plus, outrage... Plus, you're a, only in America for another three months. That's true. true. Yeah. So my outrage is not going to help this story. But she feels like she's flying when she performs her pole art, Kevin. But this week, moments before she was to take the stage at a festival, her wings were clipped. Let's find out why. Here's the story. From Canadian television. We are hearing tonight from people who are confused and some are even outraged about the decision to cancel a stage performance at Moncton's Rib Fest. We told you about this yesterday. By the way, how outraged do Canadians get? Right? At a rib rib fest. fest. Yes, she's playing at a rib fest. (laughs) That doesn't that doesn't reflect on the quality of her performance. It's just you take whatever gig you can get. And that was what was offered was the rib fest. But it was not to be. A pole fitness performer says her routine was dropped just minutes before she was supposed to go on stage. I mean, she was already oh. lubed up and ready to go. Whoa. I don't think, no. She, oh, they, this, is, this is an athletic thing. Oh, this is, it is pure athletic. This is yes. not a stripper thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. She doesn't take any clothes off, unfortunately. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a different skill altogether. <laughs> it's athleticism, right. Mm-hmm. But there are some people, even in Canada, apparently, who... You know, that's just too too sexy for them or something. Hmm. CTV's Eilish Bonang tonight says she's getting lots of support now from people who just don't get it. Torn down event signs are the only remnants left of last weekend's Rotary Rib Fest in Moncton. The venue is back to its usual parking lot appearance, but the popular food fest has left behind a bad taste for many residents. What's our ruling on that pun? I hate it. It was a rib fest. By the way, also, also the posters and whatever, it was a week before this yeah, report. They don't keep those up. I mean, come on. Right. It bothered me to see what happened. Pole artist Christine Johnson was scheduled to perform at the festival Saturday night, but was shocked when her act was canceled just moments before she was to take the stage. She says a member of the Rotary Club of Moncton West and Riverview informed her that her performance was not appropriate for the venue. By the way, when the Rotary Club comes and tells you you can't play a rib fest, your right? career is not happening. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, what are the chances that that person who said that it was not appropriate had any idea what this was? Zero. That's what I think. Yeah. And yeah. why moments before she yeah, was supposed to go? Exactly. You just I mean, noticed that? It's ridiculous. I mean, clearly she was booked ahead of time. Somebody yeah. must have signed off on it. Right. They saw the poll and they saw her standing there in what they considered scanty attire, which is what you have to wear. It's when like you do a, a gymnast job. outfit. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, um, how can I say this um, in an appropriate way? Well, you, you can. You probably you. can. Christine Johnson is super hot, you guys. Okay. Okay, she's a very talented athlete, Mm -hmm. and that's not what this is about. (laughs) But she's crazy hot. She should be stripping, is what I'm saying, first of all. That's where the money is. Okay, but that's not the story. That's not the point. I know that's not the point. Okay. Second of all is she is not interviewed in this piece, although they show her in the piece. She is not interviewed in the piece. Instead, they talk to her, shall we say, less camera-ready friend. (laughs) Which seems like, which seems like, not the way to win over the crowd is what I'm saying. I mean, use your best asset. All right, here's Dumpy. Joanne Dueron is a close friend of Johnson's. She says she allows her eight-year-old daughter to watch her perform and has no issues with pole fitness. My daughter does not see it in a negative way. Uh, She sees it as a sport. She sees it as 
um, strength building. Um, so there's nothing negative around it at all for her. Have you ever tried it, Allie? Yeah, it's not easy. It, I mean, it looks like you, it takes amazing strength. You need a lot of upper body strength, and mm-hmm. then you get tons of bruises in your hoo-ha region. Go on. It hurts. It's, yeah. I'm just saying, it, when you're not good at it, it's it's a struggle. I think you I have mean, to be a gymnast. Yeah. I think you do. Well. I mean, you you do see them like horizontally on the pole, like mm-hmm. ma- managing to somehow keep their bodies up just by using their upper body strength, which mm-hmm. is astonishing. And I think I think somebody makes that point here in the piece. Since taking to Facebook to share her experience, Johnson says she's received hundreds of positive comments about her work, support that doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. With one Facebook user writing, if the pole ran horizontally instead of vertically, she would be called a gymnast and no one would bat an eye. I mean, that mm-hmm. sums the whole thing up right yeah. there. Yeah. That's very true. That's exactly what's happening here, yes. Johnson says she was told one of the reasons she was not allowed to perform was because her costume was not family-friendly. If I were to compare it to, like... Again, this is her This is her dumpy friend uh, <laughs> explaining about... Her less camera-ready friend explaining about the, the costume she wears. Cycling. So cycling, you have to go really fast. So you need tight shorts. Well, for pole art, pole fitness, you need to wear those types of costumes because you need your skin to touch the pole at certain spots. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? I'm with her. Yes. On that. Um, Stop it, Canada. Let me ask you a question, B. Yes. Do you think if the less camera-ready friend was doing (laughs) this, it may have been let through, just that she happened to be hot? Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, the association is more strongly made between a really attractive woman on a pole being I sexual. Would, I would than, guess so. That's interesting. I don't know. You know, there's no way for us to tell. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't let this other lady up on the pole. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, jeez. I may be missing Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. People are dumb. Dumb. Man jumps off boat in Shasta Lake to avoid sobriety tests. They'll never find them. Shasta Lake, California, which is way above Sacramento on about on the five freeway. Um, this dude was spending the Fourth of July boating there, and he jumped in the water to get out of a sobriety test. Deputy said it happened around six fifteen p.m. Oh, I like the people who are already so out of control by four, yes, five, six in the sure. afternoon. Mm-hmm. On July fourth, the person reported a very intoxicated boat operator at the gas dock. Um, deputies responded, found the ski boat in question, stopped the boater, 31-year-old Robert Callahan of Oregon. The deputy said, get in my boat and I'm going to give you a sobriety test. Um, he didn't, Robert really didn't want to do that, so he took off his hat and he took off his vest and he jumped in the water and started swimming. Okay. Now, just a reminder, he's drunk. He's mm-hmm. drunk, right, yeah. Swimming, mm-hmm. cops have a boat. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't seem like that's going to help. He gets about 50 yards away and completely is gassed and just can't make it another and just puts up his arm. I need help. 
And you know, that's a bad idea. So the police come and they bring their boat right next to him. They bring him on. They give him the sobriety test. He fails it with a .29. Oh, my. he's super drunk. And then he and the boat owner, both who were drunk, were taken to jail. Good Lord. But maybe don't jump in the water if the cops have a boat. Yeah. Seems like that's a bad idea. Well, you don't make your best decisions when you're blottoed. Florida authorities say a 13-year-old Tennessee boy was charged with stabbing his brother. He told investigators he'd rather go to jail than spend eight hours in the car with his sibling. I mean, we've, we've all been, been there. there. It was a long... You both said that at yes. the same time. <laughs> we have siblings. Uh, deputies arrested the boy Saturday, charged him with aggravated uh, battery with a deadly weapon. Investigators say he stabbed his 15-year-old brother three times in the arm with a pocket knife. Oh. As he was being questioned about the incident, he said, I understand my rights and I don't regret stabbing my brother because he'd been teasing me. And deputies said the boy told them, I'd rather be in jail than spend eight hours in the car with my brother. Wow. I don't want to pass too much judgment here because we don't know who called shotgun. We don't know who started it. I mean, there's a lot of questions about this road trip. I mean, it does seem like a misstep to stab someone three times. I feel like maybe someone could have intervened before the stabbing. Somebody in the front seat, maybe? Yeah, maybe yeah. an adult? Possible. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe the brother shouldn't have been an asshole. That's what I'm <laughs> Okay, <saying>. good point. <laughs> this story comes out of Sheboygan, and it's a bizarre one. A 35-year-old man was sentenced Monday to three years of probation for clogging women's toilets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, oh, yeah? What? You do that all the time. <laughs> Patrick D. Beeman was... I a, wondered why Omar wasn't here this week. ...was originally charged with 12 misdemeanors of criminal damage to property. He had done this many, many times. Okay. And he doesn't do it how you think. That's why I'm so disappointed in him, by the way. He, I had so much respect for him. If he was going in there... If he was oh building the mountain? Yes! But he he took a shortcut. Yeah, he apparently would. He was fascinated with finding something that would clog a toilet. In this particular case, it was a a, a plastic bottle that he okay. just jammed in there, and it and it backed up and went all over the place. And he'd done this. They went and talked to his employer, who was a temp agency, and he said he did the same thing every place he went. And mm. just a woman's bathroom. Yes. Yes. Huh. Isn't that the weirdest? Yeah, that's a kink. So, so bizarre. Like, what's the thrill of seeing a toilet overflow with just clean water going everywhere? Beeman told it. police he gets urges to do odd things, mm. like look for bottles in the garbage to plug toilets. Okay. That's a weird urge. Yeah. 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 Uh, the state only recommended that he receive 30 days in jail as part of his probation. The judge said, no, I'm going to sentence him 30 days for each of the five counts. So he ended up spending 150 days. Wow. In jail. Uh, this one just pretty much only needs the headline. In the Philippines, the city on July 1st of this year has been strictly implementing the no helmet, no travel. You have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle. The headline is a motorcycle rider was um, taken, uh, pulled over by the police in the Philippines after his back rider, the guy behind him, was caught using a cooking pot as a helmet on Monday afternoon. Didn't have a helmet. Okay. Knew about the law, found a cooking pot, and just said, I'm going to put it on my head. At least he made an effort. Yeah. Right? Man breaks into King County Sheriff's Office, smokes a cigar, and offers deputies donuts. It's a very nice story. Hmm. There's no crime there, as far uh, as I'm concerned. A man broke into the King County Sheriff's Office administration space in Fairwood. 
um, saying that he needed a preventative jail stint, according to the sheriff's office. A preventative jail stint. The 26-year-old man shattered the uh, storefront's glass window shortly after midnight last week, sat down in the back room where the deputies usually do paperwork, put his feet up, turned on the TV, and lit a cigar. In other words, was just waiting to be arrested yeah. and put into jail because that's what he wanted. That was his yeah, it was, goal. It was midnight, so he was just waiting until the guys came in on their shift. Does it mm-hmm. say what he was trying to avoid the next day? It doesn't. Huh. When deputies arrived, he said he would rather go to jail for breaking into the storefront than, quote, kill his roommate. Oh. Okay. But there's it. no more further information on what the roommate was doing or why he might. He just had to get out of that apartment wow. and go someplace where he was. I mean,. So someplace where he'd be safe, I guess. Fearing deputies would be mad at him for breaking in, the suspect brought along a peace offering, a fresh box of donuts he just purchased. And he sounds delightful. (laughs) (laughs) I almost hate to see that guy locked up. (laughs) And finally, out of Daytona Beach, Florida, um, a Daytona Beach man was arrested after being accused of feeding an alligator in his neighborhood, neighborhood pond. Paul Fortin is the guy's name. He was arrested on charges of resisting arrest without violence and refusing to accept a citation. Hmm. Did you know that if you if they give you a citation, you don't sign it? It's another charge? I did not. I didn't know that either. Maybe it's just in Florida? I don't know. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservative uh, Commission said officers responded to his house because somebody called in a tip that this guy was feeding alligators, which, of course, is against the law. So it was the 4th of July. The officers showed up. They said, hey, are you feeding an alligator? And he said, no, I'm um, uh, I'm feeding t- turtles. Hmm. I'm feeding turtles. And they said, oh, that's funny because we have your Facebook post oh, with no. video <laughs> oh, no. of you feeding an alligator that you've named. This is a Facebook video released to News 6 by Florida Fish and Wildlife. They say they used as evidence in their investigation. And now I want to introduce you to Hank. This guy, by the way, is my new favorite person. He's awesome. He's my alligator. This has been Paul Fortin's routine for as long as he can remember. Come on. He's a good boy. He lets me pet him. Oh, my gosh. So he's petting the alligator while feeding him. Now, what do you think he feeds the alligator? What Uh, would you start with? Chickens. Chickens, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. The Daytona Beach man petting the leathery snout of a 10-foot alligator and even feeding it. But Hank, I mean, what can I do? He says, sits there. Hank is his name. Mm-hmm. What's okay. he supposed to do? He just sits there. Right. And he loves bagels. Oh. oh. Hank Who loves bagels. Who could have seen Hank loving bagels? I love I did not that. See that Odd. That was until someone filed a complaint to Florida Fish and Wildlife of him illegally feeding wildlife. Fortin says he hasn't seen Hank swimming, sunning, or poking his head out of the water in a while. Well, Hank, he was, he was such a good friend. Weeks after Fortin says oh. investigators came to his home and arrested him, he says he still thinks it's ridiculous. It's illegal. It's totally illegal to do it. I love that part. Look, like he's aware. It's illegal. Yeah, I know. It. I know. Got I know it. that. Yeah. But Hank loves bagels. Bagels. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Did I know it? Alligators? Yeah, I kind of knew that. Meanwhile, Fortin says this doesn't change his love for wildlife. I don't know. Maybe I'm Dr. Doolittle. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I love him. (laughs) I love him so much, and this has been... Dumb. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. 
before we get into this topic, I just want to ask Bean a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when most of us were in high school, we either had pictures of beautiful girls or sporting, you know, our heroes, our mm-hmm. sports heroes yes. on the wall, posters of them on the wall. When right. Bean was growing up, he had a poster of... <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I had a lot of different uh, things on the wall, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular you were looking for? Uh, yes, the Postmaster General. No, you didn't. I did. Bean. I did. I had a, I had a poster of the Postmaster General. Like on your ceiling? Uh, no, it wasn't on my ceiling. It was just on the walls. Um, oh, walls? Bean. You had more than one? Well, I had Is a collection. It- you said walls. Oh, so yeah. when there's so the, when there's a new postmaster general, you would put you would add a poster if I could get one. I have look on many occasions, multiple occasions, I have written to the postal service and said, "Hey, can you send me a, an autographed photo of the current postmaster general?" Oh and they I said, have, "Oh, this guy's trying to be funny. That's <laughs> he's great. trolling. Yeah. yeah, that's great." I haven't uh, I haven't done it for uh, for Megan yet, but I will at some point. I got a Megan Brennan, obviously the current postmaster. Yeah, general. You don't have to tell yeah, us. Right? I've always admired the U.S. Postal Service. And I think it gets a bad rap because I think the men and women there do incredible work. The fact that I've said this a million times, the fact that I can write something down, Allie, and so can you, and for 55 cents, get it to your parents in Maine in three days yeah. is one of the miracles of the modern world. It really is, Bean. 55 cents to get it to <laughs> Maine. Know. I've got a forever stamp. I don't know how much they are now. Well, that's how much they are. But okay. my point my point is, and as I, as I said a moment ago, and we want to hear from you if you work or have worked for the Postal Service. Please call right now, 1-800-520-1067. The point is that I have a potential career change in my future. I never thought I would be at this point. I figured I would just work in radio forever. But with the move to the UK coming later this year, there is a possibility that I may not get on over there. Mm-hmm. Somebody may not hire me, even though I've got the accent. <laughs> they it. may not give me a job. Right. So I still want to work. I am far too young to retire. I'm far too vital to retire. Sure. And uh, I, I thought, well, you know what vital means. I thought, what else have I always wanted to do besides radio? And the uh, obvious answer is working for the working for the post office. Now I know that Allie and Bean lied to you yesterday about that sound thing. You were in on that too, Kevin. But you were um, there. This is true. This is real. Bean has always said this. Yeah. He's always been amazed that it only cost however many cents to send a letter. Because it's the best deal in America. He did why. have the Postmaster General's yeah. poster this on his wall. Re- this is all real. We've discussed real. like how going to the post office mm. is all of us. It's a chore. Like that's I the last thing you want to do. Alley. You go every single week. You I love do. it. I go. I try to go multiple times a week, but I actually went yesterday. I didn't have anything to mail. I just had a question about my service, so I went and talked to. <laughs> did you even have a question? Or did you make one up just to <laughs> no, hang out? I, I I'm in line. Did. I need to come up with something. What's a good question? I, I did have a question. Stamps, what's up? <laughs> but, I, but I went to my post office yesterday and I talked to them and I was so happy to be there. Imagine so those people behind the counter going, They're very oh, here kind. He He's back. They're no, you very take nice. him. No, I took him last time. You take him. Now, Bean, do you want to be a uh, a postman, like someone delivering the mail to houses, or mm-hmm. do you want to work in the office? What no, do you want to think- do? Look, I'm excited by the whole... Pro- I'd be happy to sort the mail, but I think my first choice would be to be a carrier. I okay. think that I think I want to uh, go to work for the Royal Mail and get the outfit and get the little car and actually be able to deliver the mail to people's homes. But what about... Wrong one. What about... 
Yeah, what about fainting what about and stuff? That? I think I'm going to be fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so what's it like being a carrier? I mean, you know, they got the whole, you know, the, the sun and the heat and the wind and the sand, and I should know that by now, but they got all the things that you have to deliver mail through, and mm-hmm. I am concerned that London does not have the greatest weather year-round. A lot of rain. It might be a challenge to deliver mail there. Mm-hmm. But I think I would wake up every day just so stoked to get out there and walk my beat, man. I really do. They're probably really looking for the plus 80 crowd so that they can find somebody to deliver mail. (laughs) Well, why don't we find out about that with my friend Margarita from Long Beach, who is a fellow postal uh, employee. You're not a postal employee yet. I will be soon, though. Margarita, how long have you worked for the USPS? Uh, It's about three and a half years now. And how do you like it? You know, the office, it sucks, but once you get out on the street, how you just said, you talk to your customers, you enjoy the weather, mm-hmm. It's you throw on a podcast or some music, and exactly. it, 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 can, you're your own boss. Once can you, you imagine there. being like stopping and delivering the mail, but realizing you're not home, so just waiting for you to get home? <laughs> your day <laughs> i'm not gonna do that you're gonna do that no but what margarita is saying is true is that i told i didn't even i didn't even factor that in yeah you get your opportunity to listen to your podcast and everything like that and, and you just get out there and get some fresh air yeah. and some exercise and uh and meet fascinating people along the route who i bet margarita are very excited to see you when you walk up to their door they are the most respectful people i'm from anaheim and i'm an orange county girl and so downtown Long Beach is a little bit of a different environment, but mm-hmm. the people are so respectful. Call me ma'am. I'm only 36, and I've got people calling me ma'am, male lady, drawing pictures. <laughs> so happy to see me. They're going to call bean male lady too. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Uh, do they ever? Uh, do they ever give you uh, treats? Do they offer you uh, beverages on a hot day? What is she a dog? No, I'm asking if they like bring cookies or anything like that for you. No, you know, uh, it's just, it's funny because I feel like I break a lot of the postal rules where they say, don't touch the dogs, don't, you know, I know all the dogs on my route and play with them and call them by name. Oh, and even they're happy to see me and it's just, it's, it's, it really is an underappreciated, underrated job. Thank but you. It's great. Thank you so much for calling, Margarita. What I really appreciate it. Guys, what about what Margarita said doesn't sound perfect for me? It sounds great. Honestly, Seriously. it sounds great. It sounds terrible for everybody that you're delivering mail to, though. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's not going to dare you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, um. <laughs> Muggs was invited, Kevin. He's uh, allowed to be in the studio. Okay. He's allowed to be here. All right. Allie, you were telling us a couple of days ago that the first Comic-Con, 50 years ago yeah. in San Diego, mm-hmm. drew 100 people. Yeah. It's uh, very different. It's, it's grown since then. A mm-hmm. little bit different. Yeah, they average about 130,000 mm-hmm. now. So and a we, little different. We are going to add to that number right now with a pair of passes to San Diego Comic-Con at the San Diego Convention Center uh, next weekend, July 18th through the 21st. Kevin and Bean, don't forget, are going to be broadcasting live from Theater Box, home to the all-new TCL Chinese Theater in San Diego on the Thursday and Friday of next week. What's this game called, Kevin? Beer Mug Theater. Woo! Good morning, Kevin and Bean. It is I, Jonathan Beer Mug Cantrell. And today, I will be showcasing the greatest acting that this generation has ever seen. 
For I am the greatest thespian that ever roamed these halls. A little demonstration for you. You want me to do, let's say, Popeye. Well, then I would go, well, blow me down. So now, without further ado, it is time for Beer Mug Theater. That's the that's the one example that you're going to put in there? That's the one example. All right. By the way, that's are you doing That's a real British accent right there, Bean. Oh, that's what that was. British? That's how it's done. That was British? Yeah. All right. So you're going to be doing a scene from a superhero movie, right? Yes. And the caller just needs to tell us who's speaking. Yes, I'll be doing a scene, and you'll have to identify the superhero in the movie. And just to give you a little hint, it's they're from superhero movies in the past 20 years. So we're not going too far back. So they're all. All right. Yep. Let's start with uh, Hector and Orange. Good morning, Hector. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, prepare to be blown away by Beer Mug Theater and tell us who's speaking. Here's Mugs. All right, and before I end it, like a true thespian, I will be ending every scene with and scene. So you'll know it's over. Okay, Okay. here we go. Dr. Erskine said that the serum wouldn't just affect my muscles. It would affect my cells, create a protective system of regeneration and healing, which means um, I can't get drunk. Did you know that? And scene. Captain America, the first event. Yeah. Captain America is correct. Need a protective system of regeneration. How about that? That is wow. legit. Hector, well done. I would not have gotten this one. one nice for job, one. Nice. All right. Robert in Huntington Beach. Good morning. What's up, Robert? You there? Yes, yes. All right. You ready for this? All right. Just to give you a little little heads up, Robert, I'm going to be replacing the villain that the superhero is referring to with my name in this scene. Okay? So don't get thrown off. Because of a giveaway who it is. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. I want the beer mug. Where is he? He must have friends. Someone knows where he is. And scene. That is the Dark Knight Batman. Yeah! Look at that. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. He knew which Batman. He did. I'm telling you, they wasted their money paying Christian Bale his fee when Beer Mug was available. Right? (laughs) Let's go to Brandon in Anaheim. Good morning, Brandon. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing? Welcome to Beer Mug Theater. Good luck. All right. Here we go, Brandon. Cool. Uh, I see flashes. I think I had a life here, but I can't tell if it's real. I've been fighting with one arm behind my back. What happens when I'm finally set free? Tell Tell the supreme intelligence that I'm coming to end it. The war, the lies, all of it. And scene. Ooh, um, that would be Captain Marvel. Yeah! yeah. Wow. Supreme intelligence that I'm coming to end it. How about that? Look That's at impressive. that. All right, three dudes through so far. All are in the running to win the tickets for San Diego Comic-Con, but I'm sure we'll have a lady calling any moment now. Sure, good morning, Art. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hootie, hootie, nice. you. It's Beer Mug Theater. We're playing for Comic-Con tickets to get you in the drawing. Listen up and then tell us who Beer Mug is doing here. All right, Art. Here we go. <laughs> smash you! I smash you! Don't kick stuff, you bad friend. I'm sorry. I just get so angry all the time. And scene. If you don't get this, Art, we're going to come to your house and beat you up. <laughs> that would be the Hulk. That yes. would be the Hulk, yes. yes. Smash you. I smashed you. <laughs> I know we're technically out of time, but this is so much fun. I don't want to stop. Yeah, right? Keep going. <laughs> Ever. Dan in Los Angeles. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? I mean, no pressure, but four for four so far. 
Yeah, I'm 0 for 4 right now. All right. Oh, man. You are not going to get this one, then. <laughs> All right, good luck, oh, Dan. No. I, I, I asked the Hulk what I would have gotten, so uh, 1 for 4 okay. I, I would have been, yeah. All right. All right, here we go, Dan. Here, listen up. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, tell you what, do a weather and AC, ATC check. Start listening in on ground control. Jarvis, sometimes you got to run before you can walk. And scene. Man, I, I know that Jarvis is a good is a good uh, hint there. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say Ant-Man because uh, I'm, I'm totally clueless. Mm, I'm sorry, that was Iron Man. Ground control, Jarvis. Sometimes you got to run before you can walk. All right, let's not go out on a loser like Art. Let's, uh, let's do one more. Um, let's go to Sure... Cher, sure. How do you say your name? Cher. Cher in Cher. Ontario. A lady. Hi, Cher. We do have a lady. Okay, Hi. good. All right. <laughs> Here's beer mug. Good luck. All right, here we go, Cher. Okay. There's a superhero in all of us. We just need the courage to put on the cape. It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. And scene. How will she ever get Superman. this? Superman. Yeah. yeah. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Beautiful. That's a great place to end it. Cher is in the drawing along with... Oh, I guess Art did make it, huh? Yeah. Um, okay, it was the caller after yes. him. Yes, the caller yes, after yes. That disappointed us. Brandon and Robert <laughs> and Hector as well. They're all in the running. Only one can win the passes for San Diego Comic-Con at the convention center next weekend. Miss Alan McKay, who's going? Well, Hector is going. Hector! Yeah. Congrats! Congrats. Enjoy Comic-Con and thanks for playing the game. And yet again, more proof that I am the greatest thespian that ever roamed these halls. That was Beer Mug Theater. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Beer Mug is very talented, you guys. Right? I mean, I know he screwed up the podcast yesterday and, you know, Fire Beer Mug was trending again. <laughs> it always is on our, our feeds. <laughs> but he's a really talented dude. I mean, it's weird he's that talented. you're reminded of this like weekly. So yes. you think you'd remember it? No. Yes. No. Our view selling a little or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. Two of him is 
He's right on the line. No, yeah. it shouldn't be. He's a very marginal employee Correct. and human, no. is how I think of him. <laughs> and then every once in a while, like once a week, he go, he surprised me, and I realized what a talented dude he is. He's a complete utility player. He can so do everything. I'm saying let's not fire Bearbox. It's a great idea. Till tomorrow when Bean forgets this. Yes. You uh, tried to do something nice for someone, and it backfired on you. That's the topic. We're going to be looking for your calls coming up right after the top of the hour. And the great Kevin Bacon joins us at 9, so a lot of good stuff on the way here this morning on K-Rock. Allie's here with What's Happening on a Wednesday. Okay, I want to get this out of the way before Kevin Bacon comes in because I just, I don't want our Kevin just being upset the whole time. I mean, so now he's got a little bit of time. I mean, it's been a couple hours. Yeah. Warner Media announced yesterday that they now have a title for their streaming service. It will be called HBO Max and launch in the spring of 2020. Here's where the anger comes in, Kevin. They're going to have exclusive rights to all the episodes of current Netflix favorites like Riverdale, Pretty Little Liars, and Friends. Oh, my God, Kevin. People are losing their minds. (laughs) Does this mean they're going to have a reunion? Is that what this means? Is there going to be a Friends reunion? Please tell me there's a Friends reunion. Here's what I don't understand. There are two things I don't understand. Is there a Friends reunion? No one's answering my question. Number one is, what's the connection between Warner Media and HBO? Like, why are they calling it HBO Max? Great question. She just said Friends. Oh, bless you. That's thing one. And thing Mm -hmm. two is, how much can people be losing their minds about a show that is literally on five channels five times a day? If you want to see Friends... There's almost not a time that you can't turn on your television and see Friends. I have heard from people that say that they turn on Friends and The Office, and that's how they fall asleep. They well, have they it try on. try sex. Oh. Wow. Wow. I wasn't expecting that from you. That was a lot right there. All right. Well, the platform will also be home to some TV series that have been harder to find on streaming platforms like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So if if you weren't going to buy it just because Friends moved over. Well, who isn't? They're going to have The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Here's some uh, tape from a great man and TV critic who one time said, I just, there's not enough. No. Why is everyone so obsessed with Friends? I don't get it! Come on! Every single cover of People Magazine and Us Weekly, stop it! I'm I'm done. I wasn't prepared for that. I mean, come on now. I mean, that's a lot right there. I'm with that guy. Yeah, Kevin, that morning... You were a purple I've never seen. There was yeah, a vein it. in your forehead that I was like, where is that even coming from? I This has been brewing a long time. You were really angry. And it's that's, just been driving me yeah. crazy. But yeah. didn't you see Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox had drinks the other night, Kevin? What if that means a Friends reunion? That's <laughs> what drives me crazy. Everything. Everything is a possible Friends reunion. Right. It's insane. Well, I don't know if you've been seeing it, but Aaron Paul and... Uh, what? Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston have been teasing something for weeks. All right. So people were speculating, oh my God, it's this long rumored Breaking Bad movie. It's happening, you guys. Oh, this is so exciting. Uh, nope. Turns out the surprise collaboration is actually Mezcal. Paul revealed the collaboration on Instagram yesterday. Apparently, they were at a sushi bar a few years ago, having drinks, talking about how they really want to work together again. Mm-hmm. What can they do? And then they came up with this drink. So people are are really mad. 
They're really mad because they really thought that they were going to be announcing a Breaking Bad movie. Sure. I Instead, can understand, I can just understand a, that. Just a delicious beverage. So yeah, the uh, your, your expectations weren't met in that case. Right. If they had Where is the out, outrage? If you had just come out out of nowhere and said, hey, we're introducing a new brand, mm-hmm. people would have been, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But they made it look like, they yeah. hyped it up as Weeks if it were going to be more. of teasing. Yeah. yeah. Where's the outrage there? Which, like, you don't troll your fans. Right? Who would do that? Who would yeah. do something like that? Really terrible people. It's just mean, you guys. Um, I know you did People Are Dumb and we did Animal Stories yesterday. Can I combine two of those things Please. with this story? Please. A man accompanied by his cat made himself at home after breaking into an Oregon residence on Sunday by trying on a woman's Christmas onesie, eating a cupcake, and then made coffee. Wait, he brought his cat into uh-huh. her house when uh-huh. he broke in? Yeah. The homeowners told police that they returned home, noticed some damage and items that didn't belong to them. They found a cat wearing a shirt in the crawl space beneath their house. Then when officers arrived to try and retrieve the cat, the man wearing the owner's Christmas onesie emerged from the crawl space. Turns out that was a 38-year-old man named Ryan Bishop and his cat named Spaghetti. I have no problem with any aspect of this story. (laughs) I mean, he breaks into the house with his cat. Finds a Christmas onesie in the dryer, puts it on, and uh-huh. then says, you know what? I'm going to have a cupcake. You know what goes great with a cupcake? Some coffee. I'm going to make some coffee. I love everything. I can't it. see any of us doing anything differently in that situation. <laughs> By the way, police said that the home- homeowner did decline the return of her onesie after the suspect was arrested. <laughs> he can keep it, right? Why was it in the washer? Now. In the dryer. Dryer now. Oh, I have a, um, a Santa robe that I still wear. Okay. Asked and answered. So. I mean, I'm just saying it's soups, cunts. Some birthdays for you. Sophia Vergara, Adrian Grenier. Grenier, Grenier, I still don't know. I still don't care, right? I think it's Grenier. Grenier? Grenier? I think it's Grenier. Grenier? I think so. It should be. So let's just say that. But then LaCroix should be LaCroix. But, but it's we're not talking about Croy. that word. I'm just saying. Okay. He's a D-bag from Entourage. Plus, Jessica Simpson. I'm just a white girl who can't dance. I can only push my tush. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Remember when Bean killed that bird? Yes. No, come on. Just malicious. That right? is an unfair Bean representation. hates birds. Yeah, he woke up happened. that morning. He's like, I feel like murdering some birds. <laughs> That's not what happened so at all, weird. you guys. Come on. <laughs> we, uh, we want to talk about the topic on the table here is you tried to do something nice and it backfired on you. And I'll get to the bird example in a second, but we're opening up the phones at 1-800-520-1067. It's kind of like you um, like you let somebody go ahead of you at the grocery store, you know, because, the, you know, you the person behind you only has a couple of items. So you say, hey, I've got a big cart. You go ahead and go ahead of me. And then the checker closes down the register right after that person. And then you're stuck. You got to go fight another line. You know, you're just trying to do a courtesy and it comes back and it bites you in the butt. I feel That's like what, the bird example 
was a good one. Well, I know. I'm, I'm just priming the pump here for the bird See, I thought you would have said you let the person go ahead of you, and then all of a sudden the balloons drop from the ceiling, the tuba player comes out, because that's the 100,000th person to come through that line, and they want a million dollars. Only a tuba player? Just a tuba. They <laughs> yeah. couldn't afford more because they're giving so much money away. By the way, that's another great example, is you're just being nice by letting the person with two items go ahead of you, and look what happens. Look what ends up happening. Let's right? say that your neighbor has a rooster. Uh-huh. And it, oh, come on. And it keeps you up. Okay. Look. So you tell your neighbor in code, mm-hmm. you need to take care of the I, rooster. That's right. not what I didn't and then say. The na- neighbor takes care of the rooster. Yeah. No. The rooster you, dies. You had your neighbor off the rooster. That's not what I intended at all. It was like I a just, mob hit that you, you're the one st- that called it. I was looking for some way that the goddamn rooster wouldn't crow well, around the clock. You found one. Yeah, That's a, sure no, doesn't on. anymore. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take your calls one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. A bad, a good, uh, a good deed backfired on you. But here's what happened with the bird. Most recently, we had a family. <laughs> the most recent bird, bird death because of bee. We had a family of juncos that were born in a flower pot on my front porch, okay? You know what a junco is? They're adorable, tiny little birds. And they bu- the mom built a nest, and she had her four little pups. I'm sure they were pups. Kittens? What do they call? What do you call the Baby birds. Baby birds. Okay, we'll go with baby Let's birds. Let's go with yeah. pups. So she had the four little baby birds there, and they just couldn't have been any cuter. And I and uh, and my wife did the research on it. It was really more her project than it was mine. But she found out that they really grow quickly, and they're out of the nest in about eight, nine, ten days. A chick? Yes. So they go from being born with their eyes closed and no feathers or anything like that to growing very fast and te- you know teaching themselves how to fly and get out of the nest. Mm-hmm. So we were checking on them every day. We were doing everything we could to make sure they stayed safe. I mean, we put up a barrier around the pot so that the raccoons couldn't get what them. What the hell kind of yeah. time do you have in your life? Well, we want us we want these birds to be healthy and, and, oh, sure. and successful. Let's hear right? the rest of the story. Okay, so here's what happened. So we were out there checking every day, and one by one, these little birds got the got their nerve to fly out of the nest and go off and live a life and be birds right i the last day that i checked there was one bird left Mm -hmm. okay one little bird by himself in the nest he had not taken flight yet and you said you're a loser i didn't yell at the bird bird. i didn't i didn't touch the bird Mm -hmm. all i did was push back the the flowers around the nest so that i could see the nest that's all I did. Is, so you disturbed hey, his home. Well, where, I, again, I didn't certainly touch him. his cover. Right, I, I didn't touch him or anything like that. Right, I just but you I, took away all the cover for any other animal that might be able to see. I that moved bird. aside the plant so I could check on my little baby junko. Wow, and at check that mo- your privilege. <laughs> right at that moment, I guess he got startled because he decided, "Oh, yes, I got to get out of here now." <laughs> So whether he was planning on flying that day or not. He wasn't planning on flying that day. He decided he needed to fly. (laughs) So So you startled him and he prematurely jumped out of the... I he think committed that, suicide. Is what I, I don't think he committed suicide. I don't. I think his plan was: all right, my brothers and sisters are gone. I should be able to do this. I can't be scared anymore because something's happening. I mm-hmm. need to get out of this nest now, stat. Okay, so he flew out of the nest and went about six 
eight feet or something like that. Oh, good six feet. And landed. It was a sweet the, the six best, feet. The best and, ever. And, and landed on the patio. Oh. And one second later, mm-hmm. a huge bluebird swept out of the sky out of nowhere and picked up that little Junko who'd been on his own for four seconds and carried him off to a certain death. <laughs> Had you not disturbed the bird's cage, whatever it was in, nest. Home. Had you not disturbed that, perhaps that other bird wouldn't have seen it? There's and no question that alive. other bird wouldn't have seen it. Okay. And there's, there's, look... The, my little guy, my little Junko, mm-hmm. was in the wrong place at the wrong time. There I mean, was, he wasn't until you put him there. There's no way I could have expected that there would be a, a predator who would be on the lookout for a tiny little bird that he could pick up and make his... Uh, my, by the way, I didn't even know birds were cannibals. The last thing I expected was to see this... Uh, this I see birds all the time, like, swooping down and picking up clams and things like that. I didn't know birds killed other birds for food. I had no idea that was a thing. Maybe it was just for fun. You see a lot of birds picking up clams? I do, yes. Really? I do. Where are uh, you hanging out? <laughs> so this bird, though, his entire life outside of the yeah. nest was like four seconds. Yeah, it was quick. Thanks to you. Yeah. I could not have felt any worse. <laughs> I, could... know it, I know it wasn't my fault. Intellectually, I know it wasn't okay, my fault. Okay, but hold, uh, hold that for a second. Uh, just take us through it. Uh, when it's happening and you see him flying away, what are you doing? Did you yell like, hey, drop the bird? I don't think he speaks English. I don't think that bird okay. spoke English. Okay. But I will say that the Junko's mother appeared out of nowhere and took off after the bluebird. <gasps> but the mother is a twentieth of the size of the bluebird. Mm. So there was no way that fight yeah. was going to end well. There's no way that baby survived is what I'm saying. Okay. And I couldn't feel any worse. At least I well, didn't you shouldn't think have I, killed it. You at wouldn't least I didn't feel think bad. I could feel any worse until I came in today and you guys made me relive that. Because all I'm trying to do is put that out of my mind. But it was awful. Murder. It was me trying to do the right thing, trying to be nice. Yeah. Just checking on my bird. That's all I was doing. And then, boom, gone. We'll take your stories. Uh, you tried to do something nice and it backfired. 1-800-520-1067. You could also text that same number with a uh, story if you have that. Can we talk to Jan real quick before sure. the break? Sure, all right. Sure. Jan is on line three, joining us from Pasadena. Hey, Jan. Hi. Hi there. What's, I'm what's terrible, up? I'm a terrible storyteller, so I'll try to make this brief. And it, nothing resulted in death. Okay. Oh, good. So That's I a good start. At uh, Southwest Terminal at LAX, it was summertime. All these families are traveling together. Everybody's crazy about getting on the airplane. I didn't have to be going. I didn't need to be in St. Louis till the evening. So I thought, okay, I'll give up my seat because the next flight was in an hour. So I was happy to do that. So all these families are on the flight. I had already boarded. They made me come back. So I get to Chicago, and then they unload that flight, and somebody needed medical assistance. It wasn't an emergency. They just needed help getting off the flight. Mm-hmm. So it delayed all of us getting off, and then I missed my next flight. Oh. And then I got put on, yes. So I started out trying to help other people. Then I got put on a standby, and there were no flights. And it ended up being almost 24 hours later. And now you live in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't anyway, get back. I was just back. trying to be nice to all these other families. It was fine. It's nice but, that they. Know, it's nice that they put you on a standby list for pl- for flights that didn't exist. <laughs> exactly, and they did. However, 
I will give Southwest, I'd like a shout out to them. They did give me a $549, and I don't know how they arrived at that amount of money for a voucher, because my flight didn't cost that much, but she gave me this voucher to help, you know, make the pain better. All right. And I looked at her and I said, $549, are you kidding me? And she said, just be quiet and take it. <laughs> wow. Nice. Well, you're a very nice lady, and I'm sure those families that were able to get on that plane ahead of you appreciated it, even though it didn't work out well, the way you hoped. Oh, it's okay. okay. Thanks. Thank you, Jan. Bye. You sound nice. one 800 520 You tried to do something nice. It backfired. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. Veronica, you tried to do something nice, and it backfired. Yes. What happened? So I came home from work, you know, long day at work, want to relax. And I go and look in my backyard, and there's a baby duck in the pool just swimming, just all alone, little baby duck. Mm-hmm. It's tiny, and I didn't even realize ducks flew, believe it or not. So I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? This baby duck's in the pool. Like, I don't know what to do. So I got on the phone, called a bunch of animal sanctuary places, found a place, drove it there, came back home, felt like a hero, and the mama duck was on the diving board looking for the baby. <gasps> for Monica! Oh. You're separating families at the border. That's what you're doing. Oh, no. I know. I was going to go get it back, but they said she wouldn't touch it after it was, you know, taken away and contaminated. You you broke up that duck family. I know. I felt terrible. And you didn't even know ducks could fly, which is a much greater concern of mine. I didn't know how it got in the pool. I I thought they were too fat to just as easily get out of the pool. Okay. I love you, Veronica. Never stop being Veronica. I'm just saying that bird may have been swept out of the sky by the bluebird anyway. It may have had nothing to do with me. Well, I, I mean, was just wrong place, wrong time, is what I'm saying. But it wasn't on its own time. It was Mm-mm. on your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, you killed it. I don't look at it that way, but we are talking about you tried to do a good deed and it backfired on you. You were taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Why bother being a good Samaritan if that's the way it works out, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think that's what with- we're saying. Let's go with uh, Tiffany, please. She is on uh, line three, Long Beach, joining us on the Kevin and Bean Show. Morning, Tiffany. Morning. Hi. Hi. You tried something nice and it backfired. What happened? Oh, really, really super bad. So I uh, work as a personal trainer, and I work. I was working with this senior couple. They're not exactly elderly, but they're up there. Mm-hmm. And so we were using one of the... Um, assistant machines basically and i showed them how to do a maneuver how to get on how to properly get off that's the key phrase getting off the machine which machine (laughs) it was the assisted pull-up machine okay all right so like you have like the knee pad to help pull you up push you up as you're doing the pull-up wow knee pads getting off a lot happening at this gym tiffany exactly go ahead so showed how to do it the wife did the complete opposite of what I told her to do. Oh. So she took the knee pad all the way straight down to the floor, still kneeling on it. Okay, mind you. So she proceeded to take one leg off, and then she leaned forward. So I can instantly tell, like, the moment she takes that second knee off, that knee pad's going to slam her right in the face. Oh, like, no. It, it's going to go fast, right? So how did you save so the I'm day? Like, so I literally jumped in. I stepped on the pad with my foot. And I said, be, no. And so she pulled back before I could put my full weight on the knee pad to Mm -hmm. stop it because I outweighed it. 
So the knee pad literally took my leg, completely skyrocketed up, twisted my knee. I heard a pop. So now I'm going to the doctor, and they're saying, well, you might have a torn meniscus. Yes. Oh, 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 Woohoo! No. That's good, right? No, you don't want time. Not good. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, not it, it's good. not okay. good because now my knee is in a brace. I have to chase a 13-month-old baby around the house by myself because my husband's in the military. So it's like a win-not-so-win situation. I gotcha. gotcha. This is what, what did I say? Don't be a good Samaritan. Don't try to no, help. No, that's not that's what we're saying at all. Thank you, Tiffany. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Nick. He's up next. Line four, Chino. Hey, Nick. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. So my, my story is pretty quick. A couple years ago, me and my buddies, we went to Fenway, or literally Boston, to catch a uh, Yankees-Red Sox game. And as we're walking down Yankee Yaki Way, it's kind of like Skid Row down in downtown L.A. Are you offended by this, Ellie? It is not like Skid Row. (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, when you're wearing a Lakers jersey, it kind of is. So I kind of brought that on me. So anyway, make a lot of a really nice area, first of all. Well, with for zero... it's nice for Boston. Okay. I feel like this is Nick's story. Not when you have Yankees and Red Sox there on a Friday night. People are kind of angry. But long story short, as we were walking up, there was a, a bigger guy, bigger guy, wider guy, uh, with his buddy, asked us if where we were sitting. And we told him we were sitting, you know, about six rows behind, upper view, uh, like top kind of what you would call a top deck at Dodger Stadium. Right. But up, up there, they had bench seating, not stadium seating. So he asked if we would swap tickets. We looked at his tickets, and he was like four or five rows behind the Yankees dugout. So we're like, oh, sweet. This is this is a win. Yeah, so well, he gets lost. a little bit more room because he's a bigger dude. You get better seats. Perfect. We lost. They were fake. Well, I'm sorry? The tickets that you got were fake? Yeah, <laughs> we got burned. Hmm. Sucks to be you, Nick. Oh. Yeah. Allie is not finding sympathy for you. Not, not at even. All. <laughs> uh, well, that, sorry, guys. Have a, that, good, have a good day, guys. No, you okay. do. Thank you. I it's mean, all right, Nick. Thank you for calling. <laughs> We're so cool, right, Nick? <laughs> we just crushed him. We just crushed Nick. Nick's never listening again. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is it fair to call Kevin Bacon a superstar? Am I overstating it if I say you're a superstar, Kevin? Yes, you're overstating it. I feel like I'm not. I feel like you've deserved it, man. I feel like you've been a great actor since I was a little kid. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll take the great actor part. You know. yeah, he was Not basically saying though. you were old is what I got you know, from that's that. That's what I got from yeah. that, too. There's How certain, dare you? Uh, that was insulting. You know, there's certain things that, that sound good, but at a certain point you get tired of them. Like, he's a solid actor. <laughs> you know? Or, or he's been in a lot of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? He gave a workmanlike performance. <laughs> workmanlike, yes. Yeah. He's an actor's actor. What the? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying you have entertained me and millions of others around the world since freaking Animal House. And we are delighted to have you here on the Kevin Thank Bacon. Thank you very much. Kevin Bacon. Thank we really are. happy to be here. Kevin is here for, among uh, other things, he has a fantastic series going on Showtime right now. And the beautiful thing about uh, the, the digital age in which we live is you can jump on a show at any time. 
Like, we're four episodes in already, but you can go back and pick up uh, from the beginning and get caught up. So Sure, that's so, the way people... Some people, I, I've, I've talked to people that, that have told me they're not watching. They don't wait... You know, friends of mine that don't want to watch, they want to wait until they can binge it. Like, because oh. that becomes like such a... That's wow, a thing Yeah, now. it's a weird thing. It's I like don't know a, that I could wait that long before if you're that interested to binge it i don't think i would have the patience to go okay uh, we're four episodes in i don't know what's happening but i know i'm with I you i i like to uh, i like to see things but but anyway you know that's some it is a new part of our our consuming culture sure. that that people spend the weekend just engrossed in one world and, yep. and then they move on to the next one have you already uh, binged uh, um, Stranger Things 3 yet, Kevin? Uh, it's on my list. It's on your list? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Allie, I, what I, was the number you gave us earlier? How many people watched like all of it? 40 million watched it within the first four days that it came out. Amazing. Netflix released that number. And right. then I think 18 million have already finished it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, the business has changed so much, Kevin. I, I know that we're many years past the quality of TV versus movies. Obviously, they're right. equal now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you consider that at all when you are thinking about what your next project is? Like when you commit to a city on a hill, it's like doing five movies in a row playing this same character, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so first off, you know, you, you point out that uh, the business has changed. And one of the things that's changed about it is that um, there's a great sort of uh, income disparity between the uh, a few giant movies that are made by by you know by studios which are comic book movies and then a whole bunch of uh, you know super super low budget kind of indies and not a lot of stuff in between and Mm -hmm. it's the in between where probably with the type of actor and the type of you know career that i've had where if in the movies that's kind of where i would land so you're a solid actor yeah i'm solid actor right (laughs) exactly so (laughs) so uh television is the place where I can go to find the kind of parts that are like uh, the part that I'm playing on City on a Hill. And the other piece of it that's interesting is that I, you know, when you look at a movie script, you say, okay, I, I get a chance to do A, B, C, D. I've got, you know, these this amount of scenes and, and, and I see this many colors in the character. And some of them may go, right? If you know, you they may get edited out or some taken out. Some of those out. colors or whatever. Yeah, part. some yeah. of those colors. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe they decide, well, we don't want to see his big love scene or his crying scene or his drunk scene. You know, oh, I never happens, get enough you... of your ass. <laughs> but you know, on in a series, you know, you have a chance to really explore a character over over. You know, in this case, you know, ten hours of content. So it's ten episodes. Mm-hmm. How long did you film it? Oh, uh, gosh. I guess it took us about uh, six months. We, we You t- had that mustache for six months. I did. I did. I was, I was it's over It's a pretty it. sweet you, stash. But you yeah. started rethinking it. I know. I saw interviews where you were like, <laughs> I thought it would be cool. And then a month in, you're like, screw this. Well, it was right for the guy. And, you know, that's what's most important. It's just that, you know, when I, you know, it's just I have to live with it. You know, I have to. <laughs> it's like I have to be doing other things. And luckily, my wife... You know, she kind of got used to it, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm good with it." So that that was the main thing. She was, lying, she, she wasn't. Yeah. But yes. She was very lying. Nice. Totally lying. Very nice <laughs> I mean, of her to say that. You didn't kiss for six months, but other no. than that, she was into yes. it, right? She's like, "Yeah, I always wanted to be married to a '70s porn star." <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a. I'm not going to make fun of your accent, Kevin, because I think it's great. I love your Boston accent, and I've. Uh, I mean, to me, it's right on. But then I, I'm not from Boston. But um, is it when you're doing it every day, all day at work? Is it tough to go in and out of? Do, do, is it tough to drop it at the end of the day? Is it? T- I mean, are you one of these guys on set who has to stay in character? Well, I don't 
completely stay in character, but I stay in a certain kind of mindset. And I feel like if you are, if you if you do have a good understanding of of, of who the guy is, uh, some scene should be able to be thrown at you, and you could just start living in those shoes. If somebody was to say, "Listen, uh, you know, another actor didn't show up. Now we're, we're just going to do a scene where, uh, you know, Jackie, you know, calls his mother or whatever it happens to be," you should be able to like kind of roll into that. So, um, so you're able to jump into it I at am. any moment. I am for uh, six it, months. I am if 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 it's well written and if the character is well defined. Then really, that that's that was the secret to this guy. I mean, from the time I've read the first the pilot and read the first speech i i just i heard it i heard it i saw him i saw what he was going to look like i saw the mustache i saw the hair i saw the i i heard where the voice was going to be placed and the way it so was you gonna... have a racist alcoholic just under the skin you're ready mm. to access it anytime listen i mean that's you know that's who he is <laughs> that's the like, character there's <laughs> Why nothing don't you describe the character for well me? there's nothing i mean what i what i like to say is that you you never really see a scene with him where he's not doing something offensive or illegal. <laughs> yeah, or that's true. Self-destructive. He's a complete or, a-hole. Yeah, or, yeah, or destructive to the people that are in his lives. And, and uh, yeah, he... Um, and, and yet, you know, you can... I feel like, as an actor, it's not my job to step back and judge him. Uh, I can do it. And I have certain feelings about, obviously, about the things that he says are completely offensive to me, and 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 I don't believe in that level of corruption and dishonesty and all that and philandering and all those things. I'm not a cokehead, and I, I, you know, some of the not wording, an alcoholic, perhaps. You know, oh, the wording, it's 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 it's, it's repulsive. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm playing the part, Jackie thinks that he's on the straight and narrow. That's the thing that's crazy about him yeah. is that he believes that the ends is justifying the means and that what right. he does, everything that he does is um, in the name of uh, doing a good job. He thinks he's doing a good job. And everybody else that isn't doing that doesn't get it. They don't get it. Yeah. By the way, you could it. argue that in many ways he is also an effective police officer too. Well, Some of his underhanded tactics work. He has been in the past and he's yeah. gotten the way of a lot of stuff and he's clearly um well known and 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 powerful but he at the brought same down the Anjudo family yeah that's right he brought right? down the Anjudo family <laughs> yeah, which is you know uh, uh based on a, you know a true story about yeah. about uh the boston fbi and their relationship to the uh, mob at that time to the italian mob at that time um but the other thing about jackie is that he uh, he, he feels his he doesn't like to admit it but he feels his top clock ticking and he sees that his way of doing things is probably on its way out yeah. and he's an older guy and a guy who probably should be thinking about retiring and kicking back and so some people say okay uh, there's a there's a character um played by Michael O'Keefe who who in the course of the season you know kind of makes those choices to just say listen I'm I'm out Jackie is uh, pedal to the metal. He wants to run, 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 run towards towards whatever, just so that he can't be caught in a funny kind of way. It's a, a fascinating character. The show is called City on a Hill. We're talking to actor Kevin Bacon. It airs Sunday nights at 9 on Showtime. We want to talk uh, uh, drinking and smoking. We want to talk. Mm -hmm. We want to talk this uh, fascination that you must have with Boston with all these projects you've done mm. and and uh, so much more with the great Kevin Bacon here when we return right after this quick number on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Kevin Bacon is in the studio. 
He is a Golden Globe and SAG Award winner. He's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You're still doing the band with your brother, 25 years strong now for the Bacon Brothers, right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, we're just about to hit the road on uh, Saturday. Got a lot going on, man. Got a lot going on. And he is a proud son of Philadelphia, yet I bet most people think you're from Boston because you've done so much stuff. Uh, Mystic River and Patriots Day, Black Mass, I'm sure I'm missing some, and of course the new city on a hill. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in Boston. I, I met Kira in Boston. We got we fell in love in, in, in uh, whenever it was, our 80s. And um, uh, I did, um, probably this is probably like my fifth or sixth job in Boston. And I don't really know why. I mean, I think it's just kind of a coincidence. Um, I it's also, a horrible city. That's why. So, yeah, there's a lot, so there's a lot of great stories to be told is what I mean. Well, I think that uh, it, it, it's, it's always good to, if you're playing someone from Boston, it helps a lot to be there shooting. Sure. Um, in the case of City on a Hill, we shot our our first and our last episodes there, and um, you know it just it just helps because you're on your way to work, and and you know the guy that's driving you is is going to be it's going to sound like he's from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> um, ben Affleck and Matt Damon's names are on the credits of this. They are the executive producers. I know you're a, a producer as well. So is this a project that their company found? They they did well. It was from an idea that Ben had, um, and he pitched it to uh, a writer that he knew and had, I think, worked with named Chuck McLean. And Chuck, um, you know, took took that idea and just kind of ran with it. Uh, he He's a very, very... He, he's young, but uh, very smart and has incredible history, uh, historic knowledge of Boston, all things Boston, and of, a, you know, criminal, political, um, social... Uh, really like a he's got a big hard drive that that guy and uh, it's quite a compliment yeah he's I wish he, someone would say that about me I got a big hard drive it wasn't a euphemism no yeah, sorry I know. I know. we were talking about okay. nope he's good he's good <laughs> he loves the f word I'll tell you that he does yeah he does and 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 you know Jackie does as well in fact we you know there's certain mark there's certain foreign markets that down the road you know they hope that the show will be seen in and and some of those markets based on uh, you know, religious constraints or whatever can't have any kind of cursing. And I, I oh. didn't even realize it, but I, I've, I've had to replace all of the language. And, you know, it, it, it flows from me so easily right. yeah. as, as Jackie. <laughs> and I, I don't even realize it. And sometimes I'll even, you know, embellish it a little bit just because it sounds great in the Boston accent. And it just is part of like his his rhythms and i end up with, with each episode of sometimes 50 60 uh, uh loops that i have to do wow. and taking taking out curses with with really bad replacements those <laughs> like, are the best like what's right? a replacement for the f word um uh well you know you the, with freaking yeah freaking, freaking. Or, or freaking but but then uh there was one that they were starting to use a lot which i didn't understand at all uh uh, uh i can't even think of it um uh, something else. Yeah. yeah, it was something else. Instead you know, of but. like, uh, goddamn son of a bitch, they say, goddamn sat on the bench. <laughs> there you go. Right? <laughs> You know what I was I hope uh, not. I was thinking uh, Kevin Bacon, our guest here on the Kevin Bean Show, talking about City on a Hill, his series on Showtime, Sunday nights at night. I was thinking as I was watching this, there have been 
thousands, thousands and thousands of cop shows, thousands, thousands, thousands of legal shows. Sure, yeah. And I guess the reason we keep going back to them is because there's so much inherent drama yes. built into it. And there are a million ways the story can go. And it's so fascinating. I know this show isn't real, but it's so fascinating to think stories like these do happen all the time. And there's just so much finagling going on. There's so much so much people just trying to navigate their way through it. And I just think it makes it super interesting because you don't know what's going to happen next. Right, that's true. I think they are, you're right, they're in, inherently dramatic. I think that these kinds of stories also work really well in a town like Boston because everybody knows everybody, and it feels very much like a small town when you're there. So a guy like Jackie Rohr, he would be a well-known, you know, kind of Boston. Everybody sure. would sort of know who he Everyone is. would have known, and he, and he would be working all both sides of the street you know between the cops and the mob and the fbi and the politicians and the da's and that that seems like it it makes a lot of sense to me is there a part of boston that complains and says hey uh, let's make a positive thing about boston like do people complain do cops there do you get bad feedback from you're making us look bad type stuff i haven't personally but uh, i'm i'm sure there are, are are elements of that um you know, the movie takes place in 1992, and we're we're supposed to be, uh, you know, telling the story of when things really started to kind of turn around in Boston, and and um, crime did start to drop, and there was more um, working within the community. Um, so, uh, listen, I mean, you you can't you can't make a show that has this kind of kind of controversial behavior mm-hmm. and language and not have some people be offended by that. I, mm. I, I feel like it's 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 just, that's the way it's got to be. Yeah. Tell me about uh, Jackie's smoking and drinking yes. as an actor. How uh-huh. tough is that to almost always be doing one or the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a drag. Um, they're herbal uh, cigarettes and, uh, you know, I'm definitely over them. And, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the, the crew is probably over them too. Cause you're uh, smoking like 10 hours a day when you're working, right? I, I, you know, what I try to do is, um, even if I have one in my hand, I'll pick, you know, the actual drag. I'll, I'll, I, I choose my, my moments so that I don't end up uh, you know, smoking it uh, more than I want to. Right. I, 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 but I, but I feel like with the character that um, he is uh, uh, has a lot of uh, oral kind of fixations because a lot of times if it's not a cigarette, I'll come in with a donut. Um, I, you know, did a scene in the last the episode four where I grabbed a, a, a sausage off the off the priest's plate and ate his sausage. <laughs> Again, you not know. a euphemism, you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, but you know, it's he's just always uh, putting something, drinking, uh, smoking, coffee, donuts. You know, he he's he's uh, it, it's a way of. It's a it's it's a way of showing uh, um, the, the the way his wheels are kind of turning to me, and also that that he has a very strong um, uh, you know self destructive streak. Yeah, not to mention that you know the the coke, which is like a uh, it's, it's some kind of like a lactose based. Um, and you actually have I'm, to sniff it. Yeah, I'm 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 spoiling. I'm showing all the smoke and mirrors here, <laughs> so, so to speak. But yeah, what a bummer. It's not. I real know we're cold. we're not going to have as much time as we like here, Kevin. But we all love the show so much. I want to point out a couple of other tremendous actors on your show. Obviously, yeah, our, our friend Sarah Shahi, who we've been in love with sure. forever, Dwarf. is incredible. I've never seen her do a role like this. No, she's awesome. Rachel Bennett, she plays. She's great. Jill Hennessy, who plays your wife, is incredible on I the know. show. Yeah. And Aldous Hodge was. New 
new to me. I know that he's got a, a quite a background, quite an IMDb, but I'd not seen him in anything before. As the guy who works for the district attorney's office, of course, he worked. He is mesmerizing. He is incredible. Yeah, he's a superstar, Aldis. He really is. Um, he's. Uh, I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm uh, in on the ground floor with him because um, that's got to be kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. Um, we. You know, from the first time we we played a scene, we, you know, we right when we were uh, getting ready to do the show, we you know had dinner and 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 met each other and you know tried to kind of. It's funny when you ha- when you're going to have that kind of a working relationship with somebody, you got to get to know each other really really quickly. Um, and but we hadn't actually played a scene, and then we 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 stepped into the ring, and I went, oh okay. This is going to be good because you know he, <laughs> he's he, bringing it. Yeah, he can bring it, and and uh, and he can give as good as he gets. And and uh, I love working with him. He's a, he's I a just, great. I, dude. I feel like I. I mean, I don't know anything about acting or actors, but even a guy like you, who's been you know so successful and has done so much work for so long, I have to imagine it's still fun when you have a scene where you're just it's you and another actor. Just going for it, just head to head, making magic. I mean, that just must be feel so satisfying. It must remind you of why you got into it. I, 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 I truly, truly still love being an actor. I love acting. It, there's a lot of stuff uh, that about having an acting career that becomes tiresome over time. Yeah, of course. But the thing that never becomes tiresome to me is the time between action and cut. It's just. It's like uh, it's it's what I'm you know meant to do, and and if I have a good um, act, you know, great actors to work with, and 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 good stuff to say, uh, it's it's a blast. You know well, what I'd say? You're an actor's actor. <laughs> <laughs> Solid to bring it around. Uh, Solid. Work, work, work with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. if, if you want to see Kevin Bacon's work with like performance on City on a Hill, you should. Sunday nights at nine on Showtime. It is terrific. We give it the uh, stamp of approval here on the Kevin Bean Show. So nice to have you in studio. I know we've talked to you on the phone a bunch of times over the years, but please uh, come back and see us anytime, Kevin. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You guys remember the Kevin Bacon times? Oh, yeah, it just happened. It was so fun. Yeah. Could have talked to him all day. Agreed. He's an actor's actor is what I hear. Absolutely. In a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Allie, is there with our final look at what's happening on a Wednesday morning? I'll tell you this. I told him off the air that um, my friend Larry gets told all the time that he looks like Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. And he even dressed up as Ren from Footloose one Halloween, and he immediately was like, oh, God, I'm not going to want to see a picture of this guy. Because <laughs> apparently he gets that a lot, and no one ever looks like him. But my friend Larry is a really good-looking dude, so I showed him, and he was okay with it. He's like, all right. He did a video for Larry where he informed Larry that he is, in fact, his father, and oh. you're welcome for the hair. Wow. Oh, oh, my God. Very funny. I am now Larry's favorite person in the world. Is because, Larry's heart going to explode when he sees that video? Well, I sent it to him, and I cannot tell you on the air what his response was. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say he's from Boston. There were a lot of expletives. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to be looping that uh, that after the show. Absolutely. Good stuff, you guys. So, The Lion King. It's coming out soon. Right. July 19th. Mm-hmm. They lifted the embargo yesterday, so people were able to talk about it. Reviewers. And, uh, holy... It's apparently the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they still got it. Right? Still got it. Apparently, so visually beautiful, just stimulating, gorgeous. Beyonce and Childish Gambino, amazing. Apparently, the standouts are Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. They steal every Is scene that, that right? they're in. So I can't wait to see this movie. But Beyonce, of course, she'll be voicing Nala. She has announced a new album, The Lion King, The Gift. And according to Wrap Up, Beyonce will be contributing to as well as executive producing, curating the album, which is going to accompany the live action film. You guys, we have a new Beyonce album. I am here for it. I know you are. The Lion King, The Gift, is set to be released on July 19th, of course, the same day that the film hits theaters. But we got a little taste uh, the first single, Spirit, was released globally last night. Mama. Nope. Just kill a man. Her voice is it's much low. lower. It's Put a low. gun against um, his head. Yep. That's Pulled it. my trigger. Now he's dead. Yeah, I think you, you oh, that's the wrong loaded one? the wrong one. That's, oh. That is not Beyonce. I got it. Okay. I, got Be- I got Beyonce. Thank right you, Bean. Two, three, four. <laughs> She's really gotten wacky. Yeah, that's uh she's really gotten wacky. That is uh not her. That is from I think you should leave with Tim Robinson now on Netflix. Oh, you want the new yeah. Beyonce. Yeah, because that was Fred Willard playing a, a bunch of different noises. You want the new Beyonce. I, yes, please. I have that. Yes, please. Okay. Thank you. Like some kind of character. That's sad. Kevin, you uh, not her. You hit the wrong. You hit the you, wrong button. You hit the wrong button. Yeah. I've actually. Oh, yeah. I, I, Thank I you, that. Bean. Finally. Okay. okay. And here it is. How many shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink? Eat too much and you'll get sick. Shrimps are pretty rich. I mean, you can dance to it. I, I'm not gonna lie, I love that song. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> really like that, actually. I, you want the Beyonce song. I want uh, the first single, Spirit, oh, which have, was released I've, last Spirit. night. Spirit. Spirit. Wow, I have it. Okay. Mr. Bombastic, baby fantastic, touch me in my back, Mr. Roll. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's Beer Mug oh. interviewing Shaggy and singing Shaggy to him. I think that I... Do you? Can, can kill this bit. I really do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, we're losing you. Oh, no. no. Your mic's cutting out. Tropical storm hit Louisiana. I wish that wasn't happening. Let's actually hear it because I know a lot of people are excited about it. Just that? So I don't have to go to church. That's amazing. I just went. According to the press release, The Lion King, The Gift is a, quote, love letter to Africa featuring uh, beautiful multi-genre symphonies steeped in African influences from various corners of the continent. Okay, bring it on. 
It does have the uh, that Lion King background vocal sound. For yes. Sure. And I will say, I was nervous along with the rest of the Twitterverse a couple of days ago when James Earl Jones's name was was trending, because anytime a man in his 80s is trending, we all get nervous. But I guess right, for some too. reason, he wasn't in that no? cast photo that was released. It's a oh. beautiful photo. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, he was not part of that, even though he, he reprises his role in, in the, this Lion King. But he's fine, apparently. I'd like to buy the rights to that story. Yeah, thanks for bringing up something no one was thinking about. I'm just saying, James Earl Jones is still alive, and we get to hear his voice again as the Lion King in this movie. Okay. Yeah, that's on. I thought it was relevant to our conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So, George R.R. Martin. No. Come on, man. Come on. I take it back, Bean. Stop doing that. George R.R. Martin is dropping hints about the highly anticipated Game of Thrones prequel. The author and executive producer recently sat down with Entertainment Weekly to discuss showrunner Jane Goldman's pilot. It's shooting in Northern Ireland, and it takes place 5,000 years before the events of Game of Thrones. 5,000? I thought it might have been a typo. Nope. 5,000. So the prequel leads up to the epic confrontation between the White Walkers and Westeros. Westeros? West the people? (laughs) Um, By the way, divided into 100 kingdoms. That's how long ago this is, right? There's seven kingdoms on Game of Thrones, but we're starting with 100. There are Starks and there are direwolves. Lannisters to be determined. And the title we think is going to be The Long Night, but he also said, I heard a suggestion calling it The Longest Night, which I thought I wouldn't mind. Okay, just pick it. He's like, I don't know. Someone else said, call it Game of Thrones prequel. And I thought, very well. He didn't say that, but no. So there you go, you guys. That's exciting. When do we expect that? A long time. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's not in the story. Okay. I don't do extra research. Okay. That's crazy. Sorry I asked. Yeah. I know what you have been asking for, and finally, it's happening. 30 years after the 1989 John Travolta, Kirstie Alley comedy, Look Who's Talking hit theaters, Sony is ready for a reboot, you guys. Yes! Yes! Finally! Woo! Woo! Talking babies! Woo! Why is this happening? Well, I'll tell you why. Um... Audiences really liked. Do, do, do we need all of that? Really like Lucas talking? Get his weeks out of here. Uh, want to know how much it made worldwide, that, that movie? Yeah, but 30 years ago. Honestly, were, like, I would uh, guess 70. Oh, I would guess. Really? I mean, they, were, they made three of them, so obviously oh. they were huge. I, hundreds of millions of dollars combined, I would it's imagine. 300 million worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I mean, talking babies pretty funny. Like, you get to know what the baby's thinking when you pick him up. Like, ooh. Right? Right? No. I don't know if we need it. But it's happening, you guys. It's happening. Let's get to some birthdays. Sophia Vergara. Happy birthday. uh, Is she still the highest paid woman on television? Highest paid actor on television? She has been for many years in the running. I can't imagine anyone took that spot from her. And she should be. And she should be. She's wonderful. And Jessica Simpson. My new, my, 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 oh, my, bleh, uh. <laughs> that was typical Jessica. There you have it, right there. By the way, it's also, uh, we don't often 
or ever to people's birthdays who have passed on. But um, it's Nikola Tesla's birthday. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, you remember him, Kevin, right? Do you remember? He's one of Kevin's favorites. I don't, yeah. if I recall, I yeah. that at all. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. You know, figures from history rap against each other. This particular one is Nikola Tesla, who, of course, came up with the Tesla automobile, Uh and Thomas Edison. It's it's really weird to think that there's somebody somewhere writing a rap for the guy that invented the Tesla car. (laughs) That was a moment with Kevin. I didn't, I, it sounded fine to me. I didn't Uh understand that anything wrong. Really, Kevin? Really? Wrong with Really? Nikola Tesla invented the Tesla car? Really? Really? I mean, is it that much of a stretch? If you're dumb. Let's say you're dumb. Okay. Is it that much of a stretch? No. If you're dumb, put yourself in a position of being dumb. Okay. Okay. That's his name. It's the name of the car. Fair enough. Am I hoping? I mean, it's Fair science. Am I, I mean, myself at all? No one can argue with that. Nope. That's nope. his name, and it's the name of the car. Well said, Kevin. Oh, that's what's happening. Uh, 5 p.m. commercial free hour with Striker and Klein. It's happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, all new Kevin and Bean. So uh, Jensen is back with Get Up On This. Yes. We've also got uh, Dr. Drew on the show tomorrow and mm-hmm. more passes for you to go to Comic-Con. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.